Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a jam-packed show today. We are going to visit with three different outstanding individuals. We've got Debbie Gregory from Military Connection. You're going to want to check her out at militaryconnection.com. We've got Jeff Worthington of the Worthington Foundation, and they are behind the iHistory Project, which is that outstanding contest that pairs uh, high school students with World War II veterans. They interview them, and they make videos, so we're going to talk about some of those videos. We're going to post them on our site later on in the week, so you're not going to want to miss that. And then we're going to visit with our good friend, Marcella Stretch, who is just a a delight and runs the uh, Facebook group Pods, which is Parents of Deployed Service Members. So, Rob, we got a lot on our plate today. A lot on the plate. It's great. I hope you had a great weekend. Oh, yeah. We had um, had a big Easter egg hunt on my ranch, and uh, we've got spring break coming this week. I know this week and last week are spring breaks for everybody, so every military mom out there is pulling her hair out. I know it. Yeah, it's only Monday. Ours is actually next week. Isn't it funny how different, uh, yeah, different vacations are different times of the year. Yeah, and it's funny because the state below us, Massachusetts, is a week, is this week, and next week is, um, we're always a week off. So it's really hard when you have relatives down in the next state to try to get together. But, yeah, but ours is next week. I'm glad your kids are off for the week. That's great. I hope they have some fun things planned. Uh, you know, we really don't. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> no, we, no, we don't. We really don't. We have just... Um, you know, we, we just have an easy week planned. You know, we might go out to the ocean. We're only 45 minutes from the ocean, so we might go out there for the day. Um, but you know, we're tired. I'm tired. You know, and I think that's part of uh, what's so fun about a vacation. I can remember just not having to get up in the morning, not having to get everybody scrambled out and not having to nag, hurry up in the bathroom. You know, we got to go. We got to go. We're going to be late. You're going to miss the bus. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I know. Vacations are great just for that reason. Yeah, me too. I haven't ever had that. You know, I run a company and a single mom, so I've, I've, I have actually never had that experience. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, how do your kids get to school? Um, well, I, you know, either I, I drive them or I carpool. And if I carpool, then, you know, three days a week I pick up other kids. And then the other days they pick up my kids. And then I do the same for after school. So, yeah, it's a juggle. I can't remember the last time I didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn. 
Yeah, yeah. We used to, when the ki- my kids were in high school, I would drive them in because the high school bus out here was really, really early. So if I drove them, that gave them an extra half an hour to sleep in. And of course, and for a high school student, that's like heaven. <laughs> but um, but our young, when they were in elementary school, they had a bus that they took. The, the school bus would come around the neighborhood. So, Well, we have a school bus, but it picks the kids up like, like, a mile from the school is the closest stop to my house, oh, so I have to gosh. drive like two miles. Yeah, I drive yeah. two miles to the bus stop, and I save an you know a uh, uh, um, what do you call it one mile, which yeah. really is not great because you know then the kids I have to get there, and we have to pay for our school buses. Our school buses oh. are pay, so wow. they're not. Free. Yeah, yeah. Our high school buses that way, but our elementary schools are part of the school budget, so. Um, yeah, but it, we, we're never, we've never been that far away from school that, um, you know, short of not having a car when my husband would, would commute long distances, it would be, you'd have to make sure they got on the bus because otherwise we didn't have a car. But, um, yeah, that the, um, the school bus around here, of course we have, we have a, a large town, I guess you could you could say um and we have quite a big fleet of school buses so the school buses run actually two two uh rounds they go around twice so you're either on the a bus or the b bus yeah yeah so it's uh it's interesting how different school systems manage and how they how they work yeah we have two well, we also we also have two. Um, we actually have three different schools in our town. We have the the K one two school, so that, and then the three four five school, and then the sixth seventh and eighth grade school. So um, the sixth seventh and eighth graders start earlier. They start an hour earlier than the um, than the elementary kids. So that's the first round, and then the second round is to pick up the younger kids. So it's it's hectic. Traffic around here is kind of busy between about seven thirty and nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. And you're in a much more densely populated area than I am. I am. Yes, I am. I can I can walk to just about anything. Although we still are pretty, you know, we're we're a suburb. We really aren't the country, but we're not far from the country. But we're only an hour from Boston, so, you know, that's And speaking of Boston, the marathon was a success this year. We didn't have any incidences. Oh, thank God. I know, I know. Do you know, Sam, there were over 35,000 runners. That just blows my mind. I can't imagine running with that many people. I can't either, though. I, You know, I got stuck one time in the Los Angeles Marathon. I drove into the interior by mistake. I got lost. And then they put all these gates down, and I couldn't get out for, like, three hours. And I kept driving to different points that they said would be open, you know, to run. <laughs> runners through and they never opened and so it was a nightmare there was people everywhere like a freeway full of people oh my gosh that must have been yeah because you're at that point you're stuck you can't do anything you have to wait it out no. yep and, and it in was the heat, in the heat and you can't keep your car running that whole time but no no that's like the runs i do are not they're in public places like i did the uh the the run at the at dodger stadium you know we ran around dodger stadium and then you run up in the hills you know in these private areas um you know Mm -hmm. and i've done one in santa barbara that was in more again a private area but you know the boston marathon just shuts down boston 
Oh, it sure does. Yep. And it always has. But of course, this year it was even more crazy because of the incidents last year. But um, I'm sure that your marathon is a lot more challenging, though, because of the of the hills and whatnot. We we're not that that difficult a terrain, I don't think. Well, they run it in the basin here. You know, Los Angeles is mm-hmm. like a basin, so they run it in the flat part of the basin. But it's really, it's, it's you know, city running. So you're running down the freeway. You're running down, you know, these big streets between big buildings. And I, you know, I would much rather run a marathon in a country like the Tour de France, you know, where you just run oh, up. Yeah. The it's so beautiful. But, you yeah. know, I don't know. People seem to like it. I liked running through Griffith Park. That's a big park out here. I did a run through there once, and that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I I've never run a marathon. I've never been a runner. I've always been the chub chubette girl. So I have to say I've never never run a marathon. But I admire them, and I know how hard people work to um, uh, be prepared for this. The the you know the the physical demand is incredible. So anybody who's run it and who does run it and who even tries is fantastic. So. Congratulations to all the well, 35 You know, I run them because I'm lazy. If I'm not training for something, I won't work out. Then I sit around and eat and get fat. It's that simple. <laughs> How long have you run? How big of a marathon have you run? I, the longest I've run and finished was a half marathon. So that was 14 miles. I've never completed a full marathon. Wow. I've never really wanted to. You know, I like but, these 5K, 10K fun runs, and I like the yeah. military mud runs. Those are super fun, too. Yeah, yeah. And the crowds are always so uh, supportive and so cheering you on kind of thing. That's what's fun. It is. And, you know, it really is fun. You know, you, you queue up and you get your, you know, this little, you know, pin thing that they pin on and they give out shirts and there's all sorts of fun stuff. And, you know, I always run with a group of girls. I ran with a group of Weight Watchers girls last year and that was fun. And, you know, I've run with different groups of people, but it's really fun to sign up, you know, 10 girls together because then you can run in the park or walk in the park and, and you know, and then you've got buddies there to show up and, and encourage you on. And we all decided, you know, we weren't caring so much about play so we ran as a group and then it was really funny last like five minutes of the race everybody like broke out (laughs) Kathy came in first I came in second we were like we're all supposed to run as a group and it was like that competitive instinct and we're like go 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 but it was really fun oh gosh yeah good for you good for you because uh there again it, the effort that goes into it is is phenomenal but usually the cause that's behind it is even more so so congratulations for for all that you've done yeah thank you it is yeah you get to raise money and some of them are really expensive but not everything is a fortune you know the breast cancer run was 35 bucks it's like who can't raise 35 bucks Sure, sure. And then the awareness that you bring to it. And then, the, you know, the, all of the, the funding that is behind it and it gets donated is always amazing. Um, I, I'm hoping that people do look into um, some causes that, that they're passionate about and realize that this is really a phenomenal effort. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun, you know, and I I like the camaraderie and I like the working out together. And I like, you know, when you are accountable to other people, you're less likely to sit on the couch and down a bag of chips. Yeah, (laughs) I know. That's true. That's true. 
Although sitting and watching videos this weekend, I have to say, it was really hard not to be sitting and in, in, uh, nibbling. I had to get out the get out the fruit. Um, if you uh, have have not had a chance to learn more about the I History Project, you will learn a little bit more in our in our um, third segment. But before that, we have Debbie Gregory coming on. She is the founder of Military Connection, and she is also the founder of the Veteran owner business and uh, military business owners association so we want to make sure to chat with her about all that's new and exciting with military connection and vamboa that's debbie gregory coming up right after the break we will be back in a moment here on military mom talk radio stay tuned Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories? The people behind their masks? The truth about people's failures and redemptions? in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us sound. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're going to get cracking because we've got Debbie Gregory from MilitaryConnection.com and Vamboa, V-A-M-B-O-A, the Veterans Arm Nonprofit, and she always has lots of information to share with us today, so I'm going to shut up and put the mic right over to Debbie. I think we're still waiting to to get her. Do we have her? I think, no, we don't have her just yet. We are working on trying to get her. Um, she's in an area where the reception isn't quite so good, so we're trying her on another line. But um, do we, she isn't answering. Casey says she should be, she should be right on with us. Um, you know, Military Connection offers something for everybody, and I hope everybody goes to the website, militaryconnection.com. Um, it, it has pages of resources and information, uh, whether you're looking for employment, whether you're looking for benefits, uh, education, and post-911 GI Bill information, which there has been an awful lot of changes, I think, since 9 one 
one, um, probably the most significant uh, changes in our history, I think so many things changed after 911. What a pivotal point in in our country's history. Um, if you're looking for scholarships, benefits, pay charts, news, and more, and then if you are interested in uh, business ownership or looking to become affiliated with a small business, you may want to check the Veteran and Business o- Veteran Business Owners Association (VAMBOA) is the acronym. It is a Nonprofit Veteran Business Trade Association promoting and assisting veteran business owners, service disabled veteran owners, and military business owners. Do I hear Debbie in the background? Debbie, hello, Sandra. Debbie, wonderful. <laughs> We have you. Thank you so much. I was reading a little bit of the credentials of of military connection in in uh, Vamboa. So we're we're so glad you're with us, and you're out at the beach. I hear. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I'm I'm down. Our our office is in uh, Ventura County near the Ronald Reagan Library, but we sort of have a, a sub office down here in San Diego near the beach. So I have a conference here this week. And I'm looking at the white waves, which is a treat, but working. Oh, what a way to work. I'm not working. <laughs> what a way to work. <laughs> I know. Well, tell me, what is new with uh, Military Connection? There's always new things. There's always things that are um, changing and uh, new things that are coming. I, I read something about um, some dental insurance that's new for veterans. Um, have you had information about that? We've had it in our newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I understand that a lot of uh, veterans who served in Iraq and Afghanistan have had issues with their teeth uh, actually you know, disintegrating mm. and rotting out. And um, I work with uh, raw uh, Rebuilding America's Warriors, which is a network of plastic surgeons and gen- reconstructive dentists, and they're providing services for uh, those that are losing their teeth because for whatever reason the VA is not covering it, hmm. and they think it might have to do with anthrax or there's a lot of different um, theories on what causes it. But the bottom line is that it needs to be fixed if you've got it. So if mm-hmm. anybody out there has an issue from when they were deployed with their teeth turning gray and teeth actually falling out in a healthy, you know, mouth that served, um, contact me and I'll put you in touch with Rebuilding America's Warriors, which was formerly the Iraq Star Foundation, but they renamed themselves. Wow. Now, so that Debbie, that is me- an issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been seeing an awful lot of posts on it, so I wanted to um, see what the latest was from you. But I also knew that you have a huge housing program that is um, underway, and I'm hoping you can give us a little information about that. Oh, it would be my pleasure. Um, I serve on California's Interagency Council for Veterans in both employment and housing. And um, there was a model, Habitat for Humanity, and they're all different habitats. They're kind of mm-hmm. franchises, similar in a sense, if you think of them. And each, some of them build a lot of houses, some of them don't. But one of them in particular, Habitat of uh, Santa Clarita, North Los Angeles, their CEO I knew. And what impressed me so much is they have a neighborhood enrichment model that is incredible. Um, not only do people do sweat labor and, and get the homes, but they have ongoing services for success. 
whether it be financial services, social services, tutoring, you know, people that ha- uh, don't know how, for instance, to balance a checkbook, all of a sudden they own homes. You've got mm-hmm. to teach them certain skills so they can be successful. And this is what this Habitat does, and their outcomes are extraordinary. So I facilitated a partnership between Habitat for Humanity, North Los Angeles, Santa Clarita Valley, and um, California Department of Veteran Affairs. And the end result is 100 homes for veterans being built, 100 affordable homes in California, which is an anomaly and contradiction. But the homes are brand new, four-bedroom, three-bath homes. And uh, last weekend, I attended a key ceremony where 12 new veterans received their homes in Silmar. But there are 87 homes being built in Santa Clarita, a beautiful area. It's right across from a community center. And on each side are schools, and behind it is open space. And they are brand-new, four-bedroom, three-bath, patio yard, you know, small yard, but with a patio, uh, two-car garage homes with every amenity. And um, the homes, you only need an income, and that would be with all your, you know, benefits of mm-hmm. fifty to 55000 to qualify. Um, and that income, if you're a little bit short, there are grants. But Military Connection has made a commitment. There's a very nominal down payment, and we're going to cover it. Mm. on the homes that are left because we want veterans to have the American dream. We want them to have home ownership without having to put down anything. And, and um, this is a partnership with Habitat for Humanity and CalVet. And the payments now, are I was going to say is Hab- um, Habitat for Humanity is a national program, right? But this so- program is uh, through the Habitat of North Los Angeles Okay. Uh, Santa Clarita Valley. And what they're doing, by the way, is um, they are training other organizations to do their neighborhood model and consulting. And also they're being involved in building in other areas. Uh, so if somebody has land and they think it might be appropriate for homes, you know, you've got my email. I'll put you in touch. Maybe we can do a similar project in your area. But these homes, the payment with nothing down it's just about seventeen hundred a month, and that includes uh, between fifteen hundred and seventeen hundred a month. That includes your principal, your interest, your taxes, mm-hmm. your homeowners association, your utilities, and, and I mean they're brand new homes and a great area. So we want you to deliver the American dream and veterans out there, uh, military spouses, families of the fallen. Veterans from all generations, please, if you're interested, contact me. We've got over 65 homes that are available right now. And as I uh, previously stated, Military Connection will cover the nominal down payment. Wow. Wow. And how you said that how many homes are left that have, are There's yet to be spoken for? at least 65 of them now. Oh, wow. Wow. And now, it's, who's and it's a great enriched community for veterans and military. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Who's helping build them? Because I know Habitat for Humanity often looks for um, volunteers to do a lot of the construction work. Are you doing that same kind of collaborative thing with your um, initiative? They they work with various contractors. In fact, my friend, who's CEO of Habitat, actually went and got her general contracting license because she built so many things she wanted to know exactly what she was doing in working with others. But uh, those that move in the homes are doing a certain amount of sweat labor as well in exchange. 
Oh, so they're involved in some of the uh, their homes, but their their neighborhood gardens. Their uh, there's just so many wonderful uh, amenities in in the uh, form of neighborhood enrichment and um, and support and resources for those veteran families going into the homes. And they had built a, a community in Los Angeles, and what impressed me were the outcomes of the people that lived there. This was a non-veteran community before they got involved in. Habitat for Heroes, and um, basically there was no crime, there was no divorce. The kids went on not only through high school but education uh, to college. It, it, the outcomes were extraordinary, and it's because of this neighborhood enrichment model, and that's why I decided I needed to put this together with CalVet for our veterans here in California. Amazing. Absolutely remarkable. Now, is this program that you have uh, initiated there uh, sort of um, encapsulated that you could be an instructor or a mentor for another state to possibly we, do a we similar? We can help others, yes. Uh, Habitat can do counseling, and the model can be developed in other areas. Uh, the biggest thing is having land that's available and appropriate, you know, where you can build homes, uh, mm-hmm. you don't want it, you know, on a mountain. Obviously, you can't build a, a number of homes there, but you can even do it for communities as small as 12 homes. Um, also, the other part of the equation is being in a city that is veteran-friendly, at least their city government is, so that the approvals that you need on any development mm-hmm. project, mm-hmm. you know, are going to be worked through in a more seamless, supportive manner. Um, Santa Clarita happens to be a very veteran-friendly community, and their mm-hmm. city council and their various organizations have really uh, stepped up. And there are many veteran-friendly communities, but it can be done anywhere. But this particular Habitat's model, they are consulting, and it's, it's a wonderful model uh, oh. because you don't, you can't just give somebody the keys to a home and say, here, um, yeah. if they've never owned a home and they don't have certain skills. And uh, you know, it's nice that these skills are available. I mean, I I remember when I bought my first home, I didn't know a lot of things that would have been really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I, you know, it's one of the biggest purchases of your lives, and Calbet is doing all the guaranteeing all the loans, and so is Habitat. So the financing is there. Like I said, you need a total income of fifty to fifty-five thousand to qualify with nothing, mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And um, it could be, you know, if you're a little bit short, there's grants or perhaps when uh, a spouse is taking care of uh, a veteran that's disabled and mm-hmm. there are fun- there's funding that they might be entitled to that they don't know about uh, that would qualify them. So uh, if you're close to that amount or a short, you know, still try. The worst mm. thing to say is no, and at the end of the day, it might be yes, and you'd have a brand-new, beautiful home. Absolutely. Debbie, um, we've got about 30 seconds, so I want to make sure we have your um, either email and or website. I will give you both. The website is www.militaryconnection.com, and that's connection singular. Um, You can email info at militaryconnection.com, and the phone number, the toll-free number is 800 817 3777. Debbie Gregory, thanks so much. We'll look forward to seeing you on Military Connection. Thank you, Sandra. It's always a pleasure. Take care. Coming up, 
Jeffrey Worthington from the iHistory Video Contest. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the first half of the show, check us out on iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. You can also find us at our host station out of Texas, toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Or you can go to our dot com by the same name, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, where we have over 180 hours of family-friendly, free military programming and we talk about everything from deployment to PTSD to uh, great government programs that are out there or private profit programs and um, all sorts of different great things and one of the things we're bringing to the airwaves today is a program that's near and dear to our hearts for many years we've been big fans and big supporters of the iHistory program and they recently had a great uh, contest, and I'm going to bring Jeff Worthington on, Rob, so that he can tell people about the contest. And then we're going to talk about the winners and and uh, you know just all the great things that come from the iHistory Project for.
for World War II. So, Jeff, it's nice to have you back. Do we not have them? Your Did support. Oh, great. There I'm, we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, th- thank you very much. I appreciate you guys uh, having me back. It's been great uh, to, to come over and have your support. So for the listeners that don't know what the iHistory program is for World War II, why don't you give us a quick rundown? Well, last fall, last fall, uh, we hosted the iHistory contest, and um, we had students across the country going out and interviewing World War II veterans on video. And uh, the students uh, took that full interview and uh, sent it to the Library of Congress, so it went on record. And then we had the students, uh, we had the students make a three to five minute video essay of the students, sorry, of the veterans' stories, and that's what they submitted to our contest. And we have had really great uh, feedback. The competition went really well. We we just announced our our winners a few days ago, and we couldn't be happier. Now, Jeff, how did this work? The, 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 students, the students went out and got video, or they videotaped relatives? What, can you give me a little more you know, background on how, how did these students get the people that they interviewed? Uh, well, we actually had quite, quite a variety. Uh, students interviewed um, uh, sometimes their, grandpa- their grandfather. Other times they interviewed uh, the friend of a grandfather or an older relative, uh, sometimes neighbors. Sometimes they went to um, their local VFW uh, or VA or American Legion post to find veterans to interview. Now, what was the benefit to this? Like, I, I get it. I get the Library of Congress gets videos. You know, the kids get a prize with the contest. But there's a lot of ancillary, secondary benefits um, by pairing a high school student with a World War II veteran. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we noticed the most was that students had taken a lot for granted, like their freedoms. I think well, uh, we got a lot of feedback from students. And um, w- one of the winners actually had said that by participating in this contest, that he ta- he realized how much he took for granted today, and that he didn't appreciate or he'd forgotten like what he used to know about how much uh, this generation, the greatest generation, had done. And um, so we really had students across the country learning to appreciate the freedoms, learning to appreciate the greatest generation more, as well as uh, really improving and refining their media and journalism uh, skills. Did you find uh, with these students that history came alive? I mean, that's what happened to me when I watched the the, the winning video and the and the, you know the other videos that are featured on your website. It really it, it was so different than what you see like on the History Channel or now it's the Hero Channel or the Discovery Channel. You know, everything's so slick and everything's so processed on there. And this was just very raw. You know, you've got a student interviewing a World War II veteran, and I thought it was so great that he had his medals on and he you know he spoke just such heartfelt you know really moved me and and you know do you think it really impacted you know what what is the impact i'm just going to ask you that well um that is something like uh, 
was that I went to the Library of Congress to help uh, sort all of the original unedited interviews that the students had conducted with the veterans. And while I was at the Library of Congress um, uh, sorting these with them, um, we, we got the chance to watch some of the full interviews. And some students did did the minimum of 30 minutes. Some did two hours. Some students interviewed multiple veterans because they loved it so much. Um, but I would say that you really hit you really hit the nail on the head uh, when you said that it made history come alive. That's what we really saw with the students that participated. Uh, was that for the first time these things, you know, battles, um, you know, the the war that they'd only heard of or known about from textbooks, from you know, just just letters on a page, became real for them when they're talking with a veteran who was in the trenches, on the beaches, um, or in the plains. Uh, that really, it really did make history come alive for them. Well, I think, you know, in the one interview, you know, that I watched, you know, where the guy was talking about his friend who died and, you know, he was saying that, you know, there were so many of his friends that died. And when you go to war that you, uh, what did he say that moved me? He said, you, you have like this anxiety, you have this awareness that, you know, people are going to die and you wonder if it's going to be you and you know I just loved the the humanness of this interview and I, I couldn't believe that it was shot and interviewed by a kid I mean just between you and me you know this these these documentaries to me or these little you know videos they were so well done I was blown away yeah yeah oh, we were we were very impressed with the quality of that a lot of these uh kids were able to were able to put together and and uh the grand prize winner uh the veteran you're referring to was tom evans um a, a southern california um guy and uh he seems really great and during the rest of his interview he had so much to pass on like every one of our students um or most of them we had recommended that um um, we'd provided a, like a, a sample questionnaire, basically. And one of the last questions in that questionnaire was for students to ask the veterans how they defined freedom. And it was, it was so great to see different veterans talking with the students about freedoms. And, uh, and uh, you know, everything from like the freedom to vote to the freedom to be able to go to a library, the freedom to do what you, you know, to to do what's right. And it was so cool watching these students just there and interacting with the veterans, you know, one on one. It was really a joy to see these videos. It really was, Jeff. And, you know, when when I got to the freedom part of those videos, you know, I got all like, you know, teary eyed because I think about like even just this little radio show, you know, Military Mom Talk Radio. It's hosted by women. It's produced by, you know, a group of people um, that just had a vision and a dream. And, you know, there's so many places in the world that this would not even be possible. It would not be possible to hold a contest uh, like you did, you know, without, you know, our right to free speech and our freedoms and I know I'm a huge freedom beater I, everybody knows that I'm all about you know the constitution and upholding and, and preserving our freedom and I think you know in a in a current situation where freedom is really being challenged on many fronts it was really great 
for me to see these students really exploring the concept of freedom, like above and beyond just, oh, well, here's an amendment, here's the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. They got to hear it, see it, feel it, taste it, and I think what you've done is nothing short of remarkable. Well, well, thank you. And um, I, if if I may, there's just uh, two sentences I want to read you that a student wrote us. A student wrote us. Uh, he said, "Making this video taught me that I take the rights I have every day for granted, and that I should thank those who served for the rights that I have today." The veteran I interviewed was very thankful that I took the time to interview him when really it was my place to thank him, and. I, th I think that quote from that student really sums up um, this contest. Like that, that's what we set out to do um, uh, when when our foundation, the Worthington Foundation, set out with the idea of this I History contest for students to go out and make it personal. That th that's why we have uh, the I in front of the I History to make it personal. Well, Jeff, I want to take this time to commend you because you are the brainchild, you're the brain trust behind this program. Without you, without the Worthington Foundation, without all the countless hours that you and your friends and your family and associates and volunteers and I mean the list is endless and I just want to commend you today publicly for what you have provided. You have helped preserve history. You have opened the eyes of, of so many people and I want to give you our heartfelt thanks on behalf of the staff here at Military Mom Talk Radio. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, on uh, on behalf of the Worthington Foundation, we're thank you for you guys. And um, and yeah, we're, we're hoping uh, to be able to do another one in 2015 for for Vietnam, uh, Korean, and as well as World War II vets. We're hoping to have all three categories in our contest. Jeff, let's give your website just so that people know we've got a minute before the break. Um, where can we keep our eye open for the next iHistory project? Yes, uh, your listeners um, are welcome to go to our website. It is heroes-ww2.org. And from there they can uh, read details about all of our winners on our blog and we'll be uh, posting um, the rest of them on our um, on our website throughout the week. but they're currently on our blog right now uh, with links and everything for everyone to go and see the great work these students have done. Wonderful. And thanks again, Jeffrey Worthington from the Worthington Foundation and the iHistory Project. Thanks so much, Jeff, for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Coming up after the break, we have Marcella Stretch. She's our good friend from the Parents of Deployed Service Members. And uh, it is a Facebook group. If you have not become a member of it, it is a closed group. And that's a benefit and we'll talk to her a little bit about that benefit for the pods facebook group coming with marcella stretch after the break stay tuned are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well that's what we're here for it's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. 
If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we were visiting with uh, Jeffrey Worthington of the iHistory uh, program. Rob, what's his website again? Um, he gave Heroes, which I have to um, – I always go to the iHistory Project um, website. Let me – iHistoryProjectWW2.org. Um, but he did have a different one that was with Heroes, and I'm afraid I didn't write that one I down. Knew but I, I know. I've used I that know it. for so long. iHistoryProjectWW2.org. I have it up right now, so that one will work. And on the sidebar, it's got a lot of links that's going to bring you to all the other places that – he was talking about i see it heroes-ww2.org there you that's go that's right that's it it's a great one it's a great one um rob i'm going to turn the microphone over to you because i i have two screaming kids in the other room it's spring break <laughs> somebody's crying so uh, i would love for to bring on marcella stretch quickly of parents of deployed service members it's a very popular facebook group if you are the parent of a service member uh deployed or otherwise you should really go into this group and check it out uh they have lots of great things they're very very active in the community they're just a super super program and a super group headed by Marcella Stretch. Are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? I am good. I'm ready to kill my kids, so I'm going to pause the mic, and I'm going to turn the mic over to Rob. 
Oh, Marcella, I'm so glad to say hi there. Um, we've been chatting with you for a number of years now. It's been how long has Pods been uh, officially uh, open to all of its members? It's been officially open since 2009. We'll be coming up on our fifth year um, this wow. September. Wow, that's fantastic, and it's just growing. And the um, it it started out with uh, just a small group, and now you are at two thousand or over two thousand members. We're over two thousand. We're near twenty one hundred, or over a little over twenty one hundred members. That's fantastic. Give yeah. us a little um, sort of feeling about what is so important to have this kind of network because this is a closed group. You have to uh, sort of apply uh, to become a part of the group, correct? Yes, you do have to um, request to join a group. And once you request to join a group and you, you know, verify with us that you are a parent, grandparent, or mm-hmm. in a parent capacity of a deployed or soon de- to deployed troop, you know, we will accept you into the group. And the group is a very close network type group. Um, we're like one big family. Um, just over the um, a week ago, I hosted a, a family. Um, they came to the Washington D.C. area for their spring vacation, and me and my son, you know, we hosted them and took them sightseeing. And matter of fact, it was one of the original members, so she's one of my admins that came to visit the Washington D.C. area. And it was nice that my son and her son were were able to meet each other, and they became friends. And because of those two, that's why we had pods. And the whole um, networking opportunity, I think, is so valuable because you have commented before that there might be a time when um, a service member would land on soil, but the family couldn't get there to greet them, but yet there were PODS members there. So it was like an extension of family. Um, yes, it so is. That's, that's phenomenal. And you yourself have done that for some of your pod members. That's correct. And um, another good thing is we keep the group active. We talk about different issues or concerns. If a parent is struggling in a particular area, you know, dealing with a wounded warrior or whatever the situation might be with that, you know, having a, you know, crisis with a particular um, troop, then the mm-hmm. other parents who has already experienced it is able to navigate, help them navigate through the system, you know, and you're hearing it firsthand from another parent. Well, and, and the best so- thing about that, Marcella, is the um, you get it like right from the horse's mouth. You know, there's so many differences between policies, procedures, protocols, the way military does things, and you know, often what's published out for the public is not what happens in reality, good, bad, or indifferent. So to have another parent say, I understand, or I hear you, or I felt the same way, that that community that you have built of resources but more so mutual support and validation just cannot be denied and there's not anything as good out there on the web and if anybody could find it rob and i would have found it by now so what you do is nothing short of amazing yes and i thank you all for your support and i thank the public for even just joining our group or just looking into it and recommending it i have so many parents that have recommended it to other parents and that's been, you know, a big help. I had one parent to say, you know, I have a parent who needs pods because I'm not able to give this parent this one-on-one that she needs. 
and she sent her to pods, and we've been taking care of her ever since. Mm. And I think it's really nice because sometimes it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you've just got that gut feeling. You just have to talk to somebody and being able to hop on to the group and be able to put a little shout out there. And even at 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody's on the other end and giving you that virtual hug and that virtual all right, this is this is logic. This is this is what you need, and you gotta you, you gotta get up and walk it off, and and you know that you're gonna see a green dot, or you're gonna see boots on the ground before you know it, and that's amazing. Yes, it is. And one thing, another thing, we keep going just to keep everybody in a good mood and and get them active is we we still do the birthday cards and we still do the care packages, so we keep that going all year round. So that That's way that fantastic. keeps them into doing something that they enjoy and just to hear the feedback from the um, troops when they receive the birthday cards or the care packages mm. is, you know, is beyond awesome. How many did your son get when it was his birthday over there? Um, he just had a birthday back in February. And yeah. I believe he said he received about 200 birthday cards. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I love it. Mine was one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. Oh, I sent awesome. a, I sent a card to to Denzel, and he is home, thankfully. Yes, he is. He arrived home a month early, so he was home um, the end of March. Oh, and oh bless he's him. he's National Guard, so he's actually home home, which mm-hmm. makes it you know a lot better as well. But you know we have to almost make appointments to see him, but he's home. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So you're you honestly have begun this with all of your heart. I mean, you you have sons that have served and uh so you know what it's like and the the gift that you're giving to all these other families is straight from your heart, which is wonderful. Yes, and I do, you know, and I I enjoy putting a lot of time into pods because to me it's I feel like it's my therapy as well. Even though my son just returned, I still feel like it's my therapy to give back to the other parents. Hmm. Do you have a staff or do you have people that help you with all of this? I have five to six admins, I believe. And all of my admins, when I take a day off or take time off or away from the group, they're there. Even when I'm on the group, we're all around you know, different hours, different days, and different times. And sometimes we're only all at the same time. But we're there to, you know, lend support, to monitor the group, to make sure we don't violate OPSEC, and just to be there to help, you know, another parent as well. Mm, because it's true. I mean, is there, there's still some monitoring that needs to be taken care of, and you try to keep everybody's privacy to as much as possible. Um, but it... it Talking from the heart, um, I think, transcends all of that. Yes, it does. And there's nothing that I can think of that will, you know, there's nothing like support. I, I, I can never substitute that for anything else. And I encourage every parent who has a deployed son or daughter or a soon-to-deploy son or daughter to join. And, it's you know, a lot of times parents say, well, my son is back home, my daughter's back home, or they're no longer in the military you know, can I stay in a group or do I have to leave? And we try to remind parents that membership is forever because you're going to always, there's going to be a question that comes up about post-deployment, that you're going to need this group to come back to to ask that question or to get that support 
you know, to deal with post-deployment. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. There's so, there, even though your family may be home, the things that you've experienced or the even just navigating the system, so to speak, sometimes you just need someone there to say, you know what worked better? I went here or I did that or I was able to find this. And those are the kinds of things um, that, like Sandra was saying, uh, it, it takes someone who's been there to be able to get it, get it right. That's correct. And um, I, you know, I talk to different parents and I say, you know, let's, you know, do this. So we come up with ideas and, you know, suggestions on how we can best help each other. Mm, This is wonderful. We so appreciate this, Marcella. Um, Tell us exactly where to find you. Uh, You can locate us on uh, Facebook. You can do a search and just type in the words Parents of Deployed Service Members. We're the only group with that name, so we'll come up. And then you'll request to join, and we will send you a private message to ask you a few questions, and then you'll be right linked with us. That's wonderful. And is there like an archive? I've never asked this before. Is there a way to archive if somebody was looking for one specific thing? Can we find strings? Or I guess I'm not quite yes, sure how Yes, I do it works. all the time. And um, uh-huh. we, I even wrote instructions on how to look for archive document or not an archive document, but just an archive conversation. The conversation was about... Um, I'm just going to say Fort Campbell. And you want to find that conversation that was a month ago about Fort Campbell because there's something in that conversation that you need. You can do a little, you can can click on them. It looked like a, um, um, it looked like a little micro um, glass or something like that. You just click on that and then you type in what you're looking for. It's like a little search um, click. That's great. There's so much information there. And every conversation about Fort Campbell, even if it was three, four, five years ago, will come up. Oh, that's fantastic. Marcella Stretch, thank you so much for all you do. Um, We appreciate the parents of deployed service members, and we look forward to all that we have to come for the group. Thank you so much. And thank you for having us as a guest. (laughs) Take care. Next week, we have Jody Bremer coming back. She's a marriage and family therapist, and she is our good friend with lots of great information. Join us next week. Sandra and I will be here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Take care, everyone. <laughs> 